Welcome to another episode of the Lead Lamp Podcast. This week, we are going to be talking with Tyler. Uh, he's our AdWords and SEO specialist. Um, but we're going to go over a brief overview of what you can do to your websites uh, for some basic SEO. So you you probably have a website, started your small business website, maybe using one of many different platforms. But there's a, there's a list of very basic things that you can get started on with your website. We're going to have Tyler... I'm going to run down through some topics and have Tyler kind of explain us through the process of just getting your website ready to be found on yep. Google or any other search engine. Yeah, perfect. So just want to kick it off from the beginning here? Yeah. All right, so we have a pretty basic list. We're going to go through like the top, we'll call them the top tens. There might be a few more. Um, but basically give us a quick walkthrough of like what is SEO? Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of mystical like yeah magic around seo yeah. and it's really not so kind of yeah. walk us through that yeah i mean basically top level uh, seo search engine optimization uh why it's important uh if you look at any google analytics for any business um more often than not the seo content or organic keywords that they rank for is the number one traffic source uh the other benefit of that is you're not paying for that traffic you're ranking for those keywords uh hopefully on page one everybody wants to be on page one uh list one or item one uh, but you can't always do that. Mm -hmm. um, so over time, you you look for keywords, look for topics. Um, the one thing I always just uh, demystify, as you were saying with SEO, it kind of gets a little bit uh, metaphysical, or it, it seems like it can yeah. be at times, um, is just naturally your business is going to be in a certain industry category uh, market. So you don't have to worry about going too deep into that because it's naturally just going to be there. Uh, the topics on the products or service you offer, they're naturally going to be on that website. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I, I say don't overthink SEO, um, but then just focusing content around those products and services you offer should naturally occur. Mm -hmm. uh, but then over time, after you just start ranking for those basic product services that you offer within whatever product market industry that you're in, uh, that's where you can start to dig a little bit deeper, uh, use uh, platforms like SEMrush or Ahrefs um, to find these keywords right. and start optimizing a little bit deeper. Um, whether it be, as you mentioned earlier, high level on that website, uh, meta tags, title tags, uh, to help index for Google, to know what your site is, uh, if there is a local component to it, mm -hmm. um, regional businesses, brick and mortar. You want to focus on those local uh, places that your products or services are offered. If you're an e-commerce site uh, across the internet, you don't have to worry about that as much because you're going to look at the higher level keywords that people are searching for. Right. Um, so let's let's back it up. Yeah. So let's pretend uh, we'll pick a random business, uh, yep. flower shop, yep. local flower shop. Mm -hmm. um, I just started my flower shop website. Yep. What are some things that I should do high level, like yep. very easy just to get out of the gate? I have a few pages. I, I listed my services, yep. uh, fresh cut flowers. Yep. Um, what are some things I should be doing when you're telling me, you know, keywords and content and I'm trying to find, uh, I'm trying to rank in, in Smithsville yeah. for uh, flowers. Yep. Um, so yeah, depending on what uh, site platform you're you're working with, um, some of the templated sites, uh, Wix, uh, Squarespace, and stuff like that, they have um, even WordPress. They have plugins and stuff that to kind of help you guide mm -hmm. you through that SEO, which is nice. Um, so yeah, at least you want to do the the main site tag um, 
at least to get that going. And again, if you are a local uh, business to a regional area, make sure to include that. Mm -hmm. uh, that way, when somebody starts searching uh, flower shops near me, um, over time, when Google starts indexing your site, it'll know that if somebody types in flower shops near me, um, whatever that town is that you're servicing, that it will start showing up. Yeah. Now, um, is it smart enough to know? I'm just picking up a, yeah, a random yeah. town named Smithville. Yeah. yeah. If, if if I'm talking about the town of Smithville mm -hmm. on my website, but I'm not saying near me, mm -hmm. is Google smart enough over time to learn where those town names are and know where that person's searching from? So, so that's a good point. Um, the couple things you can do on top of that to make sure Google knows that you're in that town of Smithville, um, have your address on your, your website. Mm -hmm. uh, another one to optimize is have a Google Maps implemented on that. And again, a lot of these websites offer a plugin where you can implement the Google um, Maps on there. So mm -hmm. again, it helps people find directions whenever they're looking for that business. Uh, but then even a step beyond that is making sure you have a Google My Business. Mm -hmm. It's something we know a lot um, in certain practices or regional offices uh, we deal with uh, internally, but in, then yeah. from, from our client's standpoint. I mean, have you put a pin yeah, yeah. Google my business because yeah, we're yeah. gonna get down to that. We could, yeah, that could be a whole topic so, in itself. Yep. Just to start off that first list, mm -hmm. um, basically, the to summarize, someone's on the roof. <laughs> so to, to summarize, we um, we want to write that content for what our basic services are or products. Yep. And then if you are local, include some of those town names. Yep. Include some local. Yep. Things. Uh, some of the plugins that we talk about, I know specifically the one we use a lot is called Yoast. Yep. Um, there's a free version for most of these. So we'll try to include some links in our show notes for some of these free plugins, like yep. the Google Maps one and the Yoast thing. They're very intuitive, yep. actually. And they tell you, they give you like a tutorial mm -hmm. on what to do. And they give you like a red, orange, green yep. status. So it's it's pretty easy to tell whenever you're hitting the mark and what they think you should be ranking or putting in for content. Yep, exactly. So let's get back on to the, yeah. the higher level here. Yep. Um, you're starting to rank. Mm -hmm. You've already covered on the importance. People are going to be able to find your business when yep. you're doing well. Um, but explain what the, how to measure that, um, that click through. So there's a term yep. that runs around there. And, and if yep. you've worked with an SEO company in the past, you probably hear of click through mm -hmm. rate. So yep. explain what the click through rate is. Cause it's great to rank, but if yep. you're not getting clicks, yeah, so you you could get impressions all day, but um, that's that could be another place that like again, as you said, you're starting to rank, but to really optimize, um, that's something to look in you know a little bit deeper. Is if you're not getting the click through rate, so maybe that's the content you're writing, mm -hmm. maybe not including or being clear in the products or services you're offering. Um, so you could be ranking high for a flower shop, mm -hmm. but my customers are searching for. Uh, that Valentine's day rose special yep. and they're not seeing, they're just seeing my brand name and, and it's really not the title and the uh, description mm -hmm. in the search engine ranking. It's not drawing you in to click on yep. my listing. Or even to tie in what we said earlier with uh, Google, my business, maybe the other one has claimed their profile mm -hmm. and has a ton of reviews. And me as a, a customer, I look at that at times, mm -hmm. Oh, this other flower shop may have a uh, hundred customers and they a look at review. Yeah. And then this one, uh, your business maybe uh, doesn't have the listing or maybe Google generated it and you don't have it claimed. Mm -hmm. So you haven't been pushing those reviews. So again, you're seeing the impressions you're ranking high. Uh, but the other one just has a little bit better of a presence. Right. Or God forbid, we've seen this. I'm sure you've seen this yep. too before is um, 
your there's businesses that really knock it out of the park mm-hmm. with their Google uh, their Google business ranking, but then there's uh, Google business listings. Sorry, I said ranking. I meant listing. Yeah. There's other businesses we've seen uh, through our you know history of doing this where they don't claim it, and mm-hmm. there's like a couple bad you know, reviews out there, they're not responding to them. It doesn't mean they're a bad business. It just means they haven't properly managed their Google My Business listing. So that can all affect in the number of customers you're seeing coming in. And you might not even realize it's out there, especially, and I'm I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but you might not even have a website, but Google auto-generated your business listing Mm -hmm. and you get one or two bad reviews on there, not managed. Like it really could put a black eye on your your business. And you didn't even... It might have just been one bad experience. Yep, exactly. So. And you may have mitigated that. Maybe they've stopped back in and you took care of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no one but knows they, that. Yeah, and and they didn't go back and, and do a follow-up review or listing. Mm-hmm. So again, there's all those things that tie into SEO. It, it's such a, a big uh, picture thing. Sometimes it's hard to miss some of the, the fine right. details. So. so we've covered two things. Yeah. We've covered the importance of ranking high mm-hmm. and how, you know, basically yep. what the search engine is looking for initially. Mm-hmm. And we've covered... Uh, the Google My Business, which ties yep. together. Um, but how how is the basic, what's the basic mechanism be- behind the search engine? Yep. So you're writing your content, you're, you're trying to get your town name or your products in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're entering your information on the yep. Google My Business page. But how does that all tie together for the search engine? Like, how's it work? Yeah. Um, so one thing I just want to mention, and I'll tie into that. Um, so with the keywords, I always say like the very basic overview of SEO is trying to find keywords or products and services. If maybe you fill a market void in your local town. So say maybe there wasn't a flower shop or there was a flower shop, that went out of business mm-hmm. and you're like, man, there's still a product need for this in this local Smithfield market. I'm going to do the flower shop. You also can look behind the scenes and see there was a ton of search searches for flower shop, Smithville, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, state. Um, so I always say the basics of SEO is high search volume, low competition. That's the holy grail. If it's a keyword, if it's a product or service that fills a market void. Especially if it's more, the more unique, yes, the better. Um, yep. And actually some industries just lend themselves to lower competition. Yep. There might be a thousand mechanics mm-hmm. in a small area. I'm over-exaggerating. Yeah. There might be a, a dozen mechanics yep. in a small town, but none of them have a website. Yep. Uh, and they're not creating that content. So if you're a mechanic or a flower shop in a smaller local region mm-hmm. and you really knock it out of the park with content, there's a low competition because they're not all online. Yep. High value. Yep. And a high ability to rank. Yeah. So again, it's like after, you know, what we talked about and discussed earlier, once you're starting to get that, and the other thing they mentioned with SEO is it's a long game. Mm -hmm. Um, There are opportunities, and we've discussed that before, where you can just find that holy grail of There's like an aura around it. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, you you look at something, and there's times where we've discussed instances where you get so excited because you found that that little niche or a topic or a subject uh, that nobody was writing content. Again, there was high search volume, low competition, or... Uh, the content that was out there on the website, um, on page SEO, uh, videos or whatever, it just wasn't SEO optimized. Mm-hmm. So it was out there, but Google wasn't indexing it mm-hmm. and putting it top of mind. So if you find that, there's been times where I've written a blog, uh, posted a video and optimized it for search. Again, because we have to remember Google, number one search engine, uh, mm-hmm. YouTube, number two, 
uh, YouTube is owned by Google and Alphabet company. Um, so if you can optimize those pieces of content and you can find that holy grail and start ranking for a keyword or a search term and start driving that organic traffic, uh, you know, that's ideal uh, mm -hmm. over time because again, that's free traffic. Hopefully again, law of averages and what we talked about earlier with the click-through rate, um, the more traffic and organic traffic you're getting to your site over time, um, the click-through rate should increase. Hopefully some type of conversion off of that too, mm -hmm. but whatever product service you're offering, um, hopefully turn into a customer. Right. So let's get back onto that. Yeah. First question is, yeah. uh, you do your content, yeah. you're doing your business listing. Um, Google, how does Google find the site and how does it, how is it indexing that and yeah. ranking it? So. Yeah kind of go over the basic mechanics of mm -hmm. it's now gotten the attention of the search engines and then what happens? Yeah. It'll scan and kind of go through all that. Yeah, that's where a lot of the back-end technical SEO um, goes. And there's a lot of times where I'll lean on you and, mm -hmm. and Ben, another member of our, our team, um, behind-the-scenes stuff. Again, I'm aware of it, but again, there's even some deeper stuff you can do. Uh, a lot of the basics is having your site on a Google Search Console. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, that helps uh, tell, because there might be some content on your website that you don't want Google to look at or just uh, pass right. over. Um, and that's kind of like a login page. Exactly. So, and I can kind of take over from some of that. Yeah, so, yeah if you will. Yep. Um, Google Search Console, which he mentioned, is kind of like Google My Business, but mm -hmm. it's kind of the, it's like the under the hood yeah. version of your website. Uh, you can submit a site map. We won't go into that today. Yeah. To Google. Um, but Yoast, actually, it's a plugin we mentioned earlier, helps you make that site map and enter that that link to the sitemap into Google Search Console. And that's kind of the signal for, you can't make Google mm -hmm. uh, crawl your website and rank it, but that's kind of the signal to tell Google, hey, this is a new website, or hey, we made a lot of updates mm -hmm. to this website. And the basic uh, key behind that is Google is trying to, not just Google, I'm picking on Google, yeah. but all these search en yep. engines are trying to provide the most relevant content for that person who's searching. So that the customer is actually the person searching who needs yeah. that information. So going back to the flower shop example, mm -hmm. uh, Google wants to provide me, who I'm looking for last minute flowers to apologize to my wife. <laughs> uh, they wanna provide me the best result for the flower shop near yeah. me. Um, so Google will then take the information you provided them, telling them about your website, mm -hmm do a, a crawl or a basically a scan of what's on your website, mm -hmm. decipher what that content's about and provide that value, hopefully valuable content to the person that's searching for it nearby or online, whether it's a product or e-commerce site. Yeah. Um, it'll index or rank mm -hmm. kind of, it's kind of a indexing is getting on the Google search engine. Ranking is how basically Google's vote on how mm -hmm. great your content is, but it'll rank and index that content when it appears on the search engine results page based on how much um, quality and the experience that that person's going to get out of that search mm -hmm. query, the question they ask. Yep. So it's trying to provide the best answer for the query that that person submitted. Yeah, and the, and you just brought up a topic that uh, it's important to mention with SEO is also something we discussed 
discussed before is getting backlinks from other trusted mm -hmm. websites. Um, that's huge in Google's mind. And essentially the best way to describe that, um, to make it easily digestible and understandable to somebody who's not in the thick of the SEO world mm -hmm. is, is essentially just a word of mouth reference. Mm -hmm. So if you know you were to get a job and say, hey, here's a list of my references, check me out, I'm legit, I'm not running in a scam or a con. Um, it's just Google's way of doing that. And the more links that you can have from maybe a trusted website, um, another one in the industry, um, relevant content, people trusting back and say, hey, this is a reputable site. Yeah. Um, they know what they're talking about. It's not a scam. Right. Um, it's a vote. Yes, exactly. It's, um, you know, it, it's a reference, like you said, on a, on a resume or mm -hmm. it's your site's resume in, yep. in a sense. Uh, it's me having, I have a website. Mm -hmm. Tyler has a website. You know, I really like the content Tyler's creating. Mm -hmm. And I believe in it and I think it's it's great for my audience. So I'm gonna put a link from my site to Tyler's site. Yep. Uh it's not though, backlinking is not buying links. Yeah. Uh kind of in the old days yep. of the of SEO, you could go and buy a bunch of links, but now I think most people realize that that's frowned upon. Yep. Uh in the search engine's eyes, you will get you'll you'll get a major slap on the wrist for yep. that one. Um they'll catch you eventually. Yep. Uh and they still exist. Link farms mm -hmm. exist. You'll get some fishy emails sometimes asking uh, for backlinking. That's not backlinking. Yeah. Um, and, and Tyler can chime in as well. But yeah. when you're writing quality content and you're put, putting it out on your website, mm -hmm. the backlinking will also come organically. Yeah. So you will get backlinks from, you know, industry other industry sites, local sites, if, especially if you're a local business, mm -hmm. there are ways to get backlinks through business directories, yep. um, your chambers of commerce, mm -hmm. things like that, where you're networking with other businesses and you're kind of forming those links with organizations and yep. stuff. You don't need to go out and email 10,000 other websites yep. to exchange backlinks. In fact, yeah. that's sometimes it's frowned upon yep. too. Yeah. Uh, another thing to mention too, uh, I've seen it happen is uh, sharing your content. So say you do mm -hmm. a blog or a video and linking that on social, you have to remember some of the top websites online. And again, that that's uh, in Google's eyes, good. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, even nowadays, TikTok, mm -hmm. people even use that as a search. Uh, so there's a lot of times you, you'll even see it. Anybody can think about this. Uh, I always use a reference of like how to change the oil in my XYZ car. Right. Uh, and then seeing those videos popping up as a top and Google will even segment that out. So there's a little bit, you know, after we do some of the high level website, as we get thicker down in the weeds over time, we're talking months, years, as you're expanding upon that content and to optimize for SEO. Um, making a video, hey, here's how to change the oil if you're a local mechanic. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe if you're a flower shop, here's how to arrange uh, some flowers. Also, you're providing value to your customer. At the end of the day, you're hopefully doing beautiful right. arrangements yourself. So you're, um, when you're doing the, we'll go back to the flower shop example. Yeah. Um, that could be a, a great way for uh, the flower shop, A, to provide value to their current customers. Mm -hmm. So you could say, hey, after you buy those flowers for your yep. wife, here's a way, here's like four ways to keep them alive and prettier yeah. longer. Yep. And then, like you said, you could segment that video out and we can use that for, everyone's probably seen it now on YouTube. There's a yeah. little bar that has like the breakpoints of yep. what's the subject is changing. Mm. Um, we'll cover that in a whole different yes. thing, but you can have value in those videos that not only provides value to your current customers, mm -hmm. but then later when people are searching for yep. flowers or tips on their flowers, they're going to find your business through media then not yep. just content that's written on your website yeah and I, i've seen it a lot 
uh, with YouTube videos, if the content creator or business doesn't chapter or segment out those videos themselves, mm-hmm. uh, Google will sometimes go in or YouTube uh, will sometimes go out and, and chapter those out. Uh, a hack I learned is go in there and do that yourself mm-hmm. and use the tools like SEMrush or Hrefs to find those search queries. Um, you can even just do it sometimes with uh, on Google. If you scroll down enough, they'll have their suggested topics. Here's of, what like, other people What are they searching yeah. for? And using those, because if there's a reason why Google's putting those into the search results page, uh, there's a good chance there are some of the higher or uh, higher ranked or potential rank for and using those as the chapter. So like, uh, how, you know, your example of how to keep the foul hours fresher longer. Uh, maybe it's cutting. I, I don't know if this is true. I've always heard of why. Yeah. Uh, cutting the stems at an angle or mm-hmm. certain products you can put in the water to help uh, the longevity. But yeah. those could be those chapters segmented out. So when somebody does say that now um, Google is indexing that YouTube video and saying, here's how to do it. And then they're like, oh, uh, you know, this flower shop, let me check mm-hmm. them out. Uh, even better when they're local. Um, but again, maybe you do a uh, shipment and you can ship yeah. across country or whatever. Um, and again, always to get organic traffic. One of the things I've also noticed is some, you talk about, um, the, the little section that expands, it says here, you know, what other users have served. Yes. Sometimes it changes titles of what that yes. section's called. Yep. But oftentimes the questions that are in there are also, you can find some gems in there as far as what you're talking about earlier with low search volume. Yep. I'm sorry, high search volume, low, low competition. Um, competition. Yep. Uh, not oftentimes we've seen that Google's putting questions in there that are related to your search, but there's not a lot of things being written on yep. that. Um, and you can usually pick up some some other search traffic mm-hmm. if you try to tailor some of those pieces of content that you're writing yep. for that. And sometimes you'll also find it might not be completely related to that original topic. Yep. So it could be, um, back to the flowers example, mm-hmm. mixing that little packet of yep. whatever plant food they put yeah. in there when you buy them. And it also has a question in there about, or has a, a query in there that someone searched about, you know, changing the water, should I change yeah. the water in yeah. my flowers? That might not be related to what your original piece of content was, but that could spark another idea for yep. you to write another brand new piece of content mm-hmm. or create a new video yep. for that. And it might spin off other pieces of content for you to write. Yeah, and to piggyback on that, I, I, I highly suggest using just the basic tools because I understand small businesses, mm-hmm. maybe it's a little expensive to use a SEMrush or Ahrefs. I know Ahrefs, I don't want to say prices out, but- And Search you know, Console the, yep, works great exactly. for some of yep. that. There, there's some free tools, but I can uh, say definitively without doubt, when I've done keyword research uh, two times recently, when I find out keyword uh, topics or search queries or phrases or long-term or long-tail keyword phrases, I'll do the research and I'll highlight things I want to include in a mm-hmm. blog or a piece of content that we want to create coming up. I'll go into Google, search that topic just to see what other content's out there. Um, and I'll see those keywords that I see, high search volume, mm-hmm. low competition, and those will be the suggested topics. So uh, again, if you don't want to you know, put out a couple hundred dollars or a thousand, depending Google on what platform. Gives it yeah. Do you on a silver platter and, and they right in front of your eyes yeah. the whole time. And hit, you didn't even realize. Yep. It. Hitting it in plain sight. And it's just like, Hey, start with those topics. Uh, don't spend a ton of extra money. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your business can't afford it and you don't want to, those are those low hanging fruits that you can right. go after blog content on page content, um, or videos, whatever you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's go on to we're going to switch topics. We, yep. we really kind of spiraled off of how yeah. search engines Oh my work, gosh, I know. Uh, but we covered the basics yep. of it. Uh, they, they're Really, they're looking for quality content yep. that answers 
they're looking for answers to their users' questions. Yep. So when you're searching for questions, you're searching for answers to your question. We've all done it. Yep. You want to find the most direct and higher quality answer to your question. So the more you can answer for your customers' questions and the more thoroughly you can answer them, yep. that's in Google's eye is going to be the best content to serve the customer to answer that question. Absolutely. That's kind of the ba yeah. very baseline of how yep. the search engines work. Yep. They want to deliver the answer to the question. Yep. Oops. Um, now let's kind of quickly glance over what you can do from some like three basics for yep. on-page SEO. So you got your title tag, mm -hmm. you have your meta description and your header tags. Yep. So header tags and title tags, sometimes I've seen some people get confused on them, yeah. but let's just briefly cover all three of them. And yep. it's something that most people can do on their own. Yeah. Um, so again, a lot of those tools, depending on what uh, website platform you're using, mm -hmm. they'll make it uh, pretty obvious where those title tags, yeah, Yoast. header tags, we'll Yoast is yep. an example. They'll, they'll tell you yep. what to do. Yeah. And, and again, those are, again, when you look at the code and behind the scenes and the search console, that's where you can include those product services of uh, the flower shop example that we've been mm -hmm. talking about. Uh, again, even if it's local brick and mortar that you want to include that, that's where you would do flower shop and then town name Smithville. You're so talking about in the title. Uh, yes. Or, or anywhere that you can really okay. implement that. Okay again, help ranking, uh, unless you have any, uh, additional things to, no, to I say off of that. Just like coming up a level and explaining like, what is the title tag? What is the meta description and what is the, um, header? Like, what are your headers? Gotcha. H1s, H2s, H3s. So we'll you, see that in site editors kind of yes. just on a high level, explain, you know, what are all three of those? Like gotcha. what, what do they do? Um, yeah, as far as I know, it's more the technical backend mm -hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. And it is showing the keywords implemented on that site. So as Google searches and crawls, it can help tell what that content is about. Right. And then below that, you'll expand upon that content. Mm -hmm. um, and there's been times where, again, it's important to make sure certain headers of topics are labeled as H1 or H2, mm -hmm. uh, because then as you expand upon that, there's another opportunity on the... Uh, SERP, search engine result page, to have a featured snippet. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's been times where I've gotten content uh, listed as a featured uh, search engine result that's snippet. Like, it's it's a holy like grail. Yeah, moment. is whether it's bullet points or um, a listicle, you know, images. top 10 things to have. Yeah, yeah. images, image package. Um, those are really cool and it's exciting to see uh, when you can get those topics at rank. But a lot of that ties back into those keywords, search phrases, queries that we were talking about, mm -hmm. even as you just search uh, maybe a general topic, uh, like a flower shop, like we said. Um, but if there's any way of the top five roses or other mm -hmm. things that you can say, colors of roses, um, most popular colors of roses, or anything you can do around that, that then you can get featured on that mm -hmm. to again do that. Uh, again, those H1 tags are just, again, without getting too nerdy and, and it, too high level or it, too- A good way to movies. explain it is yeah. when you read a newspaper. Yes. If you look at there a newspaper go. and you look at the front page of the newspaper, you have your big headlines. Yep. You have, and then they, as you get farther into the newspaper, they get smaller and yep. each section kind of goes that same way. So you yep. got sports, local, national, whatever. Uh, they all have their large headlines. Yep. Those are the ones that the newspaper is trying to get you to draw into that. Yep. That's, they're drawing you in. So yep. your H1s, that's your big headlines. Yes. Those are the ones, uh, Flower Shop, Smithville. Your H2s might be uh, 
best flowers for Valentine's Day. Yes. And it, they're, they're trying to draw you deeper into mm -hmm. that. H5, I don't know if I use an H5, <laughs> but they're out there. Yeah. Those are more uh, considered like your sub-headlines. So if yeah. you're thinking of a newspaper, your article will then break to the second page or yeah. page five, and then you'll see some smaller ones. Like um, if, you know, it fits in a police investigation, it might be something deeper in there about yeah. uh, continued on page five. Mm -hmm. Page five, it'll say... Uh, here's what the local yeah. sheriff had to say yeah. in, in his summary, but it's, it's just those headlines are drawing you deeper into yep. that article. Um, H one being the heavy, he most heavily weighted. So yes. you don't want to keyword stuff, but you want to try to include of something that reads well for the user. Mm -hmm. You don't want it to sound robotic, mm -hmm. but then at the same time, you want to try to squeeze a few of those keywords that you're trying to rank for into yeah. those H ones. Yeah. And um, it's same with your title. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. The it's title fine. tags different. So your title tag, is hopefully because sometimes Google goes, sometimes the search engines will go rogue and show something else. Mm -hmm. But um, your your headers, mm -hmm. that's on your website. Yep. Your title tags and your meta description, that is what you're seeing when mm -hmm. you're doing your search for um, local shop for Valentine's Day flowers. Yeah. Um, when the search engines results page shows up, which is where you hopefully are ranked number one, mm -hmm. the meta tag, the meta description and the title tag you're entering that on your website yeah. to try to tell Google, here's what I want to show yeah. my customers when they search for my product or service. Yeah, um, It's kind of that first, that's your first impression. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get that. And I say sometimes Google goes rogue because I'm sure you've seen it too, yep. where Google will sometimes uh, ignore your meta mm -hmm. description or your title tag yep. and it will put in something else because yep. it's trying to, your page might be relevant, but what they're searching, they, Google might have found another part of your mm -hmm. content that was more relevant, and they'll yeah. completely swap out your meta yeah. description for something you didn't yeah. even want. Yeah. Um, but you can guide Google with those title tags and meta descriptions. Yeah. No, I'm glad you you switched, because uh, I like that example of a newspaper. That's a great description. I always like to try and find analogies and stuff, so I'll have to use that going mm -hmm. forward, too. Um, it's just a great way to to highlight what those different tags are. I was going a little bit too deep and technical no, okay. in the weeds, but no, I like that. And, and thank you for providing that example. Cause it is a good way, again, behind the scenes of, you know, telling Google what you're for. And like you said, sometimes they will go rogue and they'll say, actually, we like this, yeah. um, depending on certain content. And then the hierarchy of that content, if you think about it for the H1, H2 tags is where you can segment off into different content, but ultimately it's filtering back up in that hierarchy of keyword of your main product or service right. that you're offering on your website or, or locally. And when I say go rogue, um, it's still using content from your website. Exactly. So, uh, a good example would be if you owned a garage, you work mm -hmm. on cars, um, you really wanted to talk about uh, oil changes on that page and maybe on your homepage, you have an oil change special, you wanna throw that in the, the meta tags and title and your description of your website. Uh, you might trying to be finding my garage, but you really need tr your transmission fixed. Yeah. And somewhere else on my homepage, I have a blurb about uh, where the best high quality transmission shop in the area. Yep. Well, Google's going to go, okay, well, this garage is really ranking well and it is a good fit for what this person's searching, but they're looking for transmission work, not what that site's telling me about the oil changes and mm -hmm. whatnot. It'll grab other snippets from that website and try to show the most relevant content. So yep. title tags and meta descriptions aren't always an exact science. It's mm -hmm. not always going to show exactly what you type in it, but it is a good guideline for yep. like the 80-20 rule. It's going to yes. cover 80% of what people are searching for that page. Exactly. Um, 
All right. Let's go into uh, the relationship between writing good content. We kind of mm -hmm. covered it briefly, but yep. content marketing mm -hmm. and SEO. So there's kind of two things. One, writing good content for people once they get on the site kind of mm -hmm. sucks them in and keeps yep. them there. And two, how does that relate to your rankings? So get getting people on the site and keeping them there, yep. does that help? Does that help you climb through the rankings? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of different stuff because over time you're going to build, uh, you know, a database, if you will, on your website of relevant content again around your products or services mm -hmm. um, to hopefully answer questions. And sometimes uh, you don't always need a hard ask or sell in a piece of content. I think just over time, kind of being the authority of certain topics mm -hmm. or industries is good. It becomes so some, a magnet. Exactly. Yep, a lead magnet, and hopefully they'll click, click around, and then you can have internal links to other blog topics, and hopefully they're starting to click around. You're starting to answer like, man, this uh, flower shop. You know, mm -hmm. since we're going with that example, uh, really knows what they're talking about. Again, you start to build that relationship with your customer mm -hmm. over time, and it's not even a personal. That way, when they come into the store. You, you kind of already have a rapport with them. Um, but then also you're implementing those keywords of some of the research you were doing earlier. Again, right. if you're not using a, a platform to do that keyword research, even like we said earlier, just using some of those uh, search terms that you're finding mm -hmm. on a results page of a certain keyword um, that you want to rank for or just see an opportunity. Maybe there's a new trend. I, I've seen that a lot in an in industry. You're not sure if it's just a trendy thing that you want to put content out mm -hmm. there. Because again, as a trend, Hated to love the trend. Yeah. Are you going to uh, ride the bubble for... Yeah, exactly. You're at least going to ride it. But then sometimes those short-term trends become long-term um, things within a, a marketer industry. Mm -hmm. So it's good to get that uh, content out there first uh, because then over time, you as that search volume is high, competition is low, your blog article, your content is going to show up higher first. the beginning first. of that bell curve. Mm -hmm, yeah. Exactly. And then over time, as more people continue to search for it, oh, it's not just a trendy thing. Mm -hmm. This is actually now part of this marketed industry. It's going to continue to show up because now you have one year, two year, three year. And then again, that ties in what we were talking about earlier. Sometimes the SEO is that long game. Yeah, yeah. you might find a quick hitter that you can rank high. It's a tortoise in the hair. Yeah, exactly. Right? Sometimes it, it, it is. It, it truly is. So. And we've even seen articles where we wrote them two, three years ago, and they got traffic. You mm -hmm. know, they weren't killing it, but they yep. weren't, you know, they weren't suffering and not getting anything. Yep. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I know uh, Joe and I have done content in the past where a year or two later, all of a sudden, it just pops off yep. and it's getting searched like crazy. Yep. Uh, and it's it's always the ones that you least expect. Yes. It's the one that you didn't spend a lot of time on. Yep. And you're like, why is that? Yep. So it's not always an exact science yep. either. Uh, a lot of it, it just has to do with like social, mm -hmm. uh, economic things. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have written something. A, a really good example of this was, um, and I have something I want to circle back to, yeah. but a really good example of this was in a previous job, a previous yeah. life, we were doing a lot of um, things about green energy. Mm -hmm. This was like the late 2000s, yeah. early 2010s. And then green energy just popped off, you know, solar, mm -hmm. everything like that. And then the search volume for those topics, yeah. whenever like the solar tax credits were a big yep. thing. If you were writing about that three or four years before that took off and you mm -hmm. had the foresight to know this was coming, yep. you you know, reap the benefits of yep. that. But if you were late to the game, mm -hmm. those people that had already had that content for a while, mm -hmm. they were just miles ahead of you. Yep. And that kind of goes back to tying it back to your customer experience mm -hmm. with content. So content marketing, 
a lot of people get afraid of it because yeah. they think they have to write for hours and hours and hours. But mm -hmm. if if you have a business and you're passionate about your business, so we're going to use, we're really picking on this flower <laughs> shop today. Yeah. But say everyone in the area, it's an old, we're going to make up a scenario. It's an yeah. old trusted local business. Yeah. And they were the keystone in the area for their service, whether it be flower shops or mm -hmm. it's a mechanic or it's that, that guy just knows how to fix everyone's air conditioner yeah. and everyone trusts them. Mm -hmm. When you're writing your content, the people that have those types of businesses mm -hmm. usually knock it out of the park when they do yeah. this properly because you're going to be referred to me because I'm really, I'm the best in the area at fixing, fixing air conditioners. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Brett really knows what he's doing. You got to go to him. Yeah. Well, it's always that guy that can answer any question mm -hmm. in a way that the homeowner or the customer just understands it. Yes. Taking that same approach and writing your content that way mm -hmm. is the best way to do it. So with content marketing, it, mm -hmm. we always kind of tell our customers, um, if you can write out a list of all your FAQs, if you have mm -hmm. 10 of them frequently asked questions or you have 20 mm -hmm. or 100, pick those questions that people always ask you mm -hmm. and people in the area know like, that's the guy to talk to, or yeah. that's the person to talk to for that answer. Yeah. Write those out, build out that content because mm -hmm. not only are you going to be showing up in search engines for it, but in, from a content marketing standpoint, mm -hmm. you can send your emails to your customers. Hey, I got an answer for that. I'll have my team send that to yeah. you. Um, your customers will then know not only are you a resource when you're there in person with them, but now they, they're man, their website, mm -hmm is just full of those answers. And you're gonna find people in your area or on, even nationally, yep. this works for national and local searches, mm -hmm. that you're just that library of what was all up here. Yep. Now it's on your website and mm -hmm. people can just swarm to it. There is someone dancing <laughs> on the roof. But yeah, you become, uh, you become that resource. Mm -hmm. So the people in your industry who have it up here, mm -hmm. Those are the people who you want to answer your FAQs. Yes. You might have to rewrite some of it. Yeah. Because they get too technical, but that's like a really good resource for content marketing. Mm -hmm. And then when you connect that to the SEO side, mm -hmm. when Google sees that kind of content being put on a website for a yep. topic, yep. they eat it up. Yep. Um, and the more and more you put that out there, yep. Google's going to know, hey, Tyler's site on uh, drone photography yeah. is... He's just putting it out there and he's putting it out there. And every time Google comes back to recrawl your website, mm -hmm. there's more. More so they get and more. Yep, yep. And the idea is you don't have to do it every day. Yep. But if you're constantly just putting out that helpful content, mm -hmm. quality content, yep. Google's going to get hungrier and want more yep. from you. So, yeah. Uh, another thing I want to piggyback on that, you, you got me thinking of a topic. Um, I worked in uh, past life and there was e commerce stuff. So I would always. Uh, pester the gentleman who dealt with our customer inquiries, mm -hmm. warranties, returns, all that stuff. Um, if they were just feeling questions, hey, I bought this product, I'm having this issue. Uh, how does this work? I told them, tell me all the time when you that's have these issues because the that's you want. that's the perfect content. If you're hearing this uh, this question constantly, or even we had a retail store, I said. I would ask the people, I'd go down to the, the counter and say, hey, what are people asking for? Is there a mm -hmm. certain topic? Is there a new trend in the market that people are asking a lot of questions about? Is there certain things? And I would just pick their guys' brains and saying, all right, hey, what is there? If it wasn't something I wasn't knowledgeable, I would just go on that yeah. same thing. Hey, find those people that are super knowledgeable of it. They don't maybe uh, write the, the best. or right. the, they, You might not they want them writing. Yeah, you don't want them to write because they, they don't write well. they tell you 
exactly what yeah. needs to be done. What what topics I want to include. Right. Another one I always uh, take a look at too, because we can all do it, is looking in the comment sections of uh, social media or YouTube mm -hmm. video. It might not even be your video. It might be a competitor's video. And if there's a certain trend or topic that people are asking questions yeah, about. Yeah, they missed an answer to something. Exactly. Right? And then that could be a piece of content to unlock your business. And again, Comments also taken with a grain of salt. There should be yeah. a, a disclaimer on that because a lot of people get nasty on social. But yeah. there's also potential opportunities there when you see, hey, a lot of people are asking this same con uh, question on a piece of content. Hey, that's something I need to do. And also a little selfishly, it saves you time from constantly answering right. it. Similar to the FAQ page, you don't have to constantly send it. You can send out a link to that. Yeah. Um, and so again, it all works holistically, big picture. Right. So content marketing, mm -hmm. whether you're emailing it and you're doing all of that, harness that on your website because your search engine mm -hmm. uh, results are going to benefit from that yep. as well. Um, and just to pin that one last thing with yeah, that, yeah. if you don't know who that person is in your organization, yeah. like just go on a hunt mm -hmm. because someone in your company is, see, is facing the customer or they are mm -hmm. seeing these queries or questions constantly in mm -hmm. person or on the phone. Yep. And you can probably make their lives a little easier yes. too if you can, they can point someone who's calling in or whatever to mm -hmm. something on your website. Yep. Hey, here's the answers. Mm -hmm. um, I'll walk you through it here, but if you need any help, I'm gonna send you a link as well. Yep. So there's a huge resource somewhere within your organization. It might be yourself. Yeah. It might be uh, the customer service people, someone at the front counter. Mm -hmm. Somewhere when your organization, there's someone that's getting bombarded with questions. Yeah. And they can be a huge resource for content. Yep. And search engines love it because the same questions they're getting, there's probably 10 times the amount that are asking that question on the search engine. Exactly. So, all right, we've covered a, a lot there. Yes, lots of digest. Let's just wrap up with um, mm -hmm. what are some key things to uh, monitor on your website? So we're gonna pretend everyone has Google Analytics installed okay. on their website. Um, give me like the real quick, elevators pitch on mm -hmm. or speech on uh having i have analytics installed but i don't know what to start with like yeah. what's the first basic one or two things that people can look at on google analytics when they first get into it yep there's one thing i would always look at is uh there's a uh, traffic to the website mm -hmm. and there's even a little drop down you do source medium um, and then campaign. If there was a certain campaign and you had a custom URL, you wanted to see what, was it the email? Was it the mm -hmm. social post? Uh, Cause it was that piece of content we created or video or blog. Um, and then we emailed it out. We did it on social. Uh, did it one come from MailChimp yeah, or did MailChimp. it come from Facebook? Yep, exactly. Yeah. And also it tells what your customers like more often than not. Oh, was it reading the uh, blog on email uh, and the open rate and all that stuff? And you can digest, oh, my customers more prefer content on the email side or, oh, I see a lot more traffic coming from Instagram versus mm -hmm. Facebook. Oh, it's maybe a younger demographic or a lot more traffic comes from Facebook, not Instagram. Uh, again, looking at that. Um, so again, first thing, looking at where the, how are people coming to your website? I think Is it's called it, acquisition now. Yeah, acquisition, yeah. yeah. And then again, we've even discussed GA4 and that could be a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Um, but at least the UA, the universal analytics uh, for the longest time. Mm -hmm. um, just looking again, how people are coming to your site. Is it the organic? Uh, is it maybe a paid campaign? Is it referrals? Again, you're getting those backlinks uh, based off that content mm -hmm. you've created over time uh, and other trusted websites giving you, hey, check out Brett's website. We can even show you I know we talk about Google a lot. It yep. can even show you, uh, like, don't laugh at me, but yeah. Bing. Uh, there's yep. a lot of people yeah. that still use Bing. Yep. Um, whether that is because it's the default search engine when they open up, I think it's called Edge, Edge. now. Yeah. Uh, 
who's using edge, but we won't <laughs> go there. Uh, but there's, there are other traffic mm-hmm. sources that, uh, they might not be high volume, but mm-hmm. they might be high value. Yes. So uh, you got to keep an eye on a lot of different mm-hmm. things with traffic sources. Yep. Um, one other thing I'll layer yeah. on top of that is just keeping a heartbeat on your traffic. So mm-hmm. the one of the very first things you see when you get into analytics mm-hmm. is uh, that that jaggedy looking graph where it's yeah. got all the spikes and, and dips. Um, you want to make sure that you are keeping an eye on that and mm-hmm. you can expand. There's a little date selector. Mm-hmm. You can expand that out farther and see, okay, well, is my traffic trending up? Is it trending yep. down? Is it seasonal? Yeah. Are there shoulder seasons where you kind of maybe... Uh, Maybe you have a, a landscaping and plowing business. Mm-hmm. Well, this time of year, you're not mowing quite as much grass, but you're not plowing snow yet. So yep. just like that, just like a business can be seasonal or have shoulder seasons, mm-hmm. your traffic can do the same thing. Yep. So as you have a newer site, when you get in the analytics for the very first time and you see that first traffic graph, mm-hmm. that's a v- very good indication of just the health of yep. how your searches, I mean, how your website's appearing on yep. searches. Yep. Yeah. And that's a great point to bring up, Brett, is, is looking at that. A lot of businesses know if they are a seasonal business, mm-hmm. you're a snowplow. Obviously, if you're living in a place where it only snows a certain time of year, you only get traffic a certain time. But it's also important to say on that topic, all the stuff we discussed earlier, doing that in the off season, maybe it's a little bit slow, mm-hmm. picking the brain of another it's a great boy, time to build that content. That. So that way, whenever those search uh, queries start coming back up in Google, you just have a whole heap of new content on your mm-hmm. website as it's crawling, as it's searching, as it's indexing your stuff. So that way the new season, whenever you're getting that traffic influx back up, um, you, you have it six months ago. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's again, a little bit over time and going back to the analytics slowly, but surely if you go up to the bigger picture, one year, two year, three years, as you do this and build this over time, you should see a steady increase um, and again, that's where it's like, you feel the fruits of your labor. Sometimes it's hard. You just like, you feel like you're constantly grinding. The B set is content, video you content, blog content. You don't necessarily, while it may be good short term, yeah. it's not always the best to see a 10, 20% spike in your traffic yes. in a month. Yep. But, uh, and we've talked with, um, you know, and just in this industry, mm-hmm. you see it too. And we've had to talk with our customers a couple yep. of times about this is, you know, I would much rather see a site climb you know, five, 6% traffic gain. I mean, that would be huge. 5% month yeah. over month is 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 not bad. Yeah. Especially, it's hard to kind of talk about that with new sites, but mm-hmm. gradual change every month over the year, mm-hmm. the two-year mark, the three-year mark, when you're constantly seeing that layering of 5%, 6 yep. 8% in that range, mm-hmm. that's much, that's indicative of a much, indicative of a much healthier site. Yep than an instant spike. Yeah. Because I've seen that where it does this and then it'll mm-hmm. curtail back off. Yep. So it's it is a tortoise in the hair mm-hmm. race. You want to be the tortoise, yep. even though that might in the business sense be a yeah. little bit painful, but it's kind of a some sweat equity with yep. SEO. So yep. you don't need to pay for it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do AdWords for that part. Yeah. Like some people think it's a pay-to-play thing. Like, well if I do more AdWords, I'll rank higher. Yeah. It you don't have to. Yeah. And we can talk about AdWords a different yeah. day, but yep. to kind of summarize this, um, answering questions, yep, making sure that you're, I think if you're starting out with this, mm-hmm. utilizing a tool like Yoast, and mm-hmm. there's a couple others, we can link to some yep. in the show description. Um, l- using some of these tools to make sure that you're turning that little light green yep. on your pages um, and just being genuine, writing yep. original content that answers your customers' questions. Yep. And cover some towns, mm-hmm. uh, basic keywords for products or services, yeah. and um, 
it's not hard to find or navigate on your website. That's kind of like the the yeah. main, I know, main if, crux of, of SEO. Yeah, if you distill all that down, that's pretty much what the, the source of it is, is just, again, make sure your sites, you know, especially nowadays, we didn't mention it, but it, we'll throw it in there too. Uh, a lot of times we'll look at uh, website traffic on Google Analytics and you can look at de by device. More often than not, a uh, majority of websites nowadays are mobile. We all mm -hmm. have our cell phones. We're scrolling. Again, to make sure you're optimized for mobile. Yeah, you don't want to have to pinch in. Yeah, pinch and drag. And Zoom. Again, Google will uh, put that more on the technical side of it. Um, but again, that's important to, uh, to note there. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, if you do those basics over time, um, mm -hmm. you're Again, it's that long, long game. It's a long game. It's a marathon. Yep. Not a sprint, but um, yeah, over time. Of, of, uh, it's, I hate to use that quote, but I was going to say it's like yeah. a game of inches. You don't yep. want to always, you don't need to get a foot yes. farther every time. If you're every day, you're getting a little bit, like an inch farther, yep. bit by bit, over the years, your site will, yep. you know, it will rank. Yep, exactly. So, yeah. Right. Uh, feel free to, I will say this, if you have any questions, you're watching this on a YouTube video, drop a, a question below. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's a future video we're asking, hey, yeah. you guys mentioned about this, can you discuss this further? Uh, we love that type of stuff, um, not only on this, but other podcasts we do. So yeah. feel free to reach out if you have any questions and uh, hopefully you find the links that we'll post in the show notes below um, valuable. So Yeah, and I think next time we'll dive into a couple of, a couple of uh, more like niche versions yes. or niche topics we skimmed over today. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a SEO is just, it's a yeah. canyon, it's yes. a huge canyon. It's yes. grand canyon sized topic. And yep. we are trying to just cut it into slivers for everyone. So we're trying to just start from the beginning and we'll work our way down and do more complicated topics. Maybe next time too, we can have Ben and yes. Nancy come on uh, and just talk about basically just mobile friendliness and, yes. and how difficult that is, mm -hmm. especially in a modern day where you have 10,000 devices. I yeah. know we've run into problems we don't need to go into them yeah with the number of different device sizes mm -hmm. it's important to make sure that you're covering them all making yeah. sure a site works well nothing's more frustrating than a site that it might have all the answers you need but doesn't have the mobile friendliness so maybe yeah. next time we'll cover uh, how to make sure your site is mobile friendly and how to check it perfect so all right awesome. well thanks for tuning in uh we'll have we'll have tyler on again i think he did pretty good awesome so, all right thanks guys yeah thanks